Alan's Corner. This is Alan. We're all Alan on KinkCast. What? Welcome to Alan's Corner. That's the new okay, name of the show. We should not draw attention to it. Welcome to What are we not drawing attention to? I'm Alan, too. I'm excited to be on the KinkCast today. Thank you. Alan, two dicks. Oh, snap. Oh, I don't I get it. I wish that was true. Oh, because of Tuttick? Yes. Oh, because of the, the, that lovely redheaded man from that one nerd thing? No relation. No relation? Yeah, from Transformers. Oh, was Alan Tuttick in, in Transformers? He was in like three of them. No, he can do so much better. I guess he needs money, so I'm happy for him. Tommy, do you I have a game today? Do I have a game? Uh, I guess I did. You trying to get me on track, Dana? Yeah. Okay, well, first off, let me do the introductory spiel. Hello, and welcome to KinkCast. It is a podcast that is sex positive, and each week we explore a different kink, fetish, or alternative sexual lifestyle, sometimes other topics, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, here's a game to introduce the cast of this show. <laughs> my, my game this week was please state your name and what you would wear if the entire... What, what are you doing? Stop it. I don't know. Just stop it. You're making me uneasy. Squirming around like a bat in the night. Yeah, I'm going to give you rabies. He just came from the cemetery fetish episode. That was like four episodes ago. The time rift. Oh, Jesus. All right. So, folks, the game? the game this week is if the whole world was attracted to you, what would you wear? And before anyone wants to make the nothing joke, I'm not I'm not allowing that in my courtroom. Oh. If the whole world was attracted to me, what would I wear? Yeah. Because uh, you, I mean, I know I'm, I base my fashion off of like trying to make myself look better. If the whole world was already attracted to me, I'd probably be more audacious. I'd probably wear something more ridiculous or job. Um, I'm not touching that one. Uh, What's your name? Yeah, no, we need to. I don't want people to just come at me from every angle. That's all the actually time. a really good idea. Like you would completely conceal yourself yeah. so that no one would know it was you. How would you? Fair? Yeah, that's that's actually. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want people molesting me at every angle. Let's change the joke okay. to uh, a a poncho and a brown paper bag, just to avoid any any <laughs> sort of repercussions. That's what he wears when he's having sex normally. Yeah. <laughs> Still counts. Well, we got Chris going with a hijab. Yes, I am Chris, and I will be wearing a poncho and a brown paper bag. And guess what, folks? It's Alan's corner, and here is your host for Alan's corner, Alan. Hi, I'm Alan, and uh, if the entire world was attracted to me, I would wear whatever they bought me. Oh, but then you'd end up at like a, a, a what was the lady's name from uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where she got super fat? Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. Violet Beauregard. Blue yeah, like Violet Beauregard, except with clothing instead of weight. I would definitely look awesome in the blueberry outfit. Yeah, that too. And I'm sure if the whole world was attracted to you, you would gain some weight because like, why? what standards do you have to keep up All anymore? All those inflation yeah, I mean, fetishists would be like, damn. True, we gotta dig into this a little deeper because if they're just attracted to you no matter what, you can look like whatever you want. You could just become a total So slob. I'm gonna change mine to wearing nothing no, that was, except that Salacious Crumb. Because I would turn into Jabba the Hutt. Oh. oh, that one's a deep one. That's gross. Okay, that makes our Rogue One reference. <laughs> oh, Star Wars Rogue One, one reference. Or whatever. <laughs> Star Wars reference this episode. Oh. I love that scene with Ro- with Jabba the Hutt in Rogue One. Don't you Don't the TIE Fighter <laughs> yeah. into the Death Star. He Don't did it. Dignify that joke with a fist bump. No. Fire dancers. All right, you- I'm Dana, and I would wear a grin. I'm just kidding. I would also <laughs> I would also turn myself into an edible arrangement. Oh, like Ooh. fruits. Yeah. Fruits. Oh, like the sushi girl. Yeah, that's Yeah, I would so- turn myself into wearing like lots of, lots of like nice delicious fruits. Yeah, it always looks better on a woman than a man. It never hurts to be attractive, but it's even better to be wow. appetizing. But um What? Okay. I mean, what? Have you ever seen a man walking around wearing food? I, it's not a pleasant sight to me. I've seen a man wearing a banana hammock, so. That's a banana hammock, not a banana. Have you ever seen a no, man wearing a banana? What do you think is in this? If a man is wearing food, it's probably going to get eaten pretty quick by said man. Fair enough. That's some good Jim Gaffigan humor. It's very, very inoffensive. It's not sexy, it's storage. Yeah. Uh, lastly, I'm me. I would just wear a king's robe and a, and a crown. Ah, oh, damn it. Just I was hoping you good. would just say a kimono. I do I love really I would. <laughs> I, slippers. I just love kimonos and slippers. I mean, if I if I ever become a millionaire, you can bet it, your ass. Would it be like wearing. a sexier kimono that only goes down to no, like mid thigh? Like an honorable like kimono barely covers the nips. Honestly, I I, I think I've got the dream kimono in mind right now. Have you, has everyone here seen Drive? 
with Ryan. Yes. Baby Gosling. Do you want a scorpion? I want the scorpion jacket, but as a kimono. That's that's me right You there. are going to pull down so much just absolute fandom. Well, the world is already attracted to me, so it's good. Which is also terrifying because if the whole world was attracted to you, you'd have to put up with a myriad of strange kinks and fetishes. Coming at you from every angle. Come Halloween, you just need to become like the Hugh Hefner version of yourself and wear your kimono out and about with like a giant cigar and like some glasses. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Be like, hey, ladies. Well, I need like a, my kimono. a maroon like <laughs> law book that's really lofty and I just have yeah. it and it's got this giant red tongue coming out of the book, you know, like the like a bookmark tongue, not an actual this tongue. Really I, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a Freddy. like a prop, like you make it wiggle or something? No, it's <laughs> not like the Necronomicon. You don't have a book made of it's, flesh. It's, it's, it's not a Freddy Krueger book. It's an actual like book with it's, like a red velvet. It's woven tongue. out of the hair of your conquest. Yes. Oh, that's right. intense. Uh, conquests is a hell of a word. Also, you make all of your conquests give you hair. I know. It's you. you know, hey, hey. Sometimes you release a few in the process of conquesting. Yeah. Especially just pinching hair off people. Yeah. Ow. Oh, that's just a kink I'm into. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome to episode fifty-one. Holy smokes, how time flies. Wow. It's 51. 51 years in this hell prison. And today we have a lot of defining to do because we are talking about free use, which is a concept that I encountered whenever somebody told me about it being on Reddit, but apparently it expands to a lot of different places online. So as my understanding of free use is that media that has been invented specifically to be downloaded and regurgitated without any legal re repercussions, like Night of the Living Dead or like... The happy birthday song. Now that lawsuit's over, it's free use. Like anybody, Actually, anybody can yes, use it. the free yes. use doctrine. Yeah. Or like you know, if uh, if I'm reviewing a film, I'm allowed to use promotional clips from that film because as promotional material, it's free use. Are you just using it's, this as excuse to talk about movies? It's exactly like that, except for instead of promotional material, think sex, and instead of the birthday song, think. Sex with anyone. Oh, so oh. to explain free use, it's fair use except sex. Yeah, fair use. That's disgusting. <laughs> well, I was let thinking me Marilyn Monroe it, when you said the birthday. Let song. me define it the way that um, That's our, our slash free use actually defines it. And it says in a free use world, women are to some extent available for men to use sexually or vice versa. Any man can walk up to a woman and do whatever he likes to her. A common standard in this fantasy involves women ignoring how they're used and or society as a whole, treating it very casually. But this isn't always the case. Uh, if that gets you going, you're in the right place. It's not always gendered, but it mm -hmm. is typically the ultimate male power fantasy. I think when I, we first started researching this, I said, this basically is just the rules of the universe for any porn. Right. Yeah. And it almost seems almost exclusively heteronormative, but I feel like there are branches that I was unable to research that would there expand are beyond that. Uh, because I uh, briefly did look at a subreddit that was uh, uh, gay for use, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, or I think it was called gay use. Uh, Clever. But uh, it was this, yeah, it was the poor, poor Pinto. Uh, but uh, t Tommy, you have, oh, you have just, a face. I Well, it's it's low-hanging fruit. The the poor, poor Manto. No, it's the poor Manto. Thank okay. you very much. You got it. I'll be here for the next week in shame. Uh, yeah, but for the most part, it does seem very heteronormative, and it is very much male directed towards female. Uh, I mean, like they said, there it is vice versa as well, uh, but it is mostly one towards the other. Well, I feel like a lot of this, and this is just my own you know, ruminations on this. This isn't something that I actually read, but I feel like a lot of this does come exactly straight from the porn industry. Yeah. Like you see the plumber arrive to fix something and actually the lady living there is kind of cute. So I'm just going to go ahead and have sex with her or something like basically like just the opportunistic. It's very much movie uh, logic or video yeah. game logic applied to the real world. And, and I think it's important to, divide the line between fantasy and reality early on in this episode because in the fantasy sense there's really nothing wrong with it it's just mm -hmm. kind of the logic of dreams of not having to screw with it's it's difficult to to word it but 
bypassing all the social norms that you have to do to basically it's it's a it's existing in a world where consent is presupposed yes everyone is already consented you've made you've worded that perfectly it's the same sense of how when you play a video game you can literally murder a thousand people in an hour and that's fantasy there's absolutely nothing wrong with that just as a free use fantasy there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever but if you're going to try and murder a thousand actual people in an afternoon there's a real problem with that if you're going to assume that you can bypass all social norms and violate someone's consent because you want to take free use into the real world there's a real problem with that so the way i viewed this kink is like some others it, it, it is very much black and white between real world and fantasy fantasy it's kind of cute it's harmless it's ever present once it starts breaking into reality it gets into some very frightening areas yeah when when you get into the reality of it there's a lot of i mean it, it takes away the freedom because there's a lot of rules you have to mm-hmm. abide by like you have to be sure that your partner is okay with it you have to have a lot of discussion beforehand before you can just be like okay well now we're a free use couple so that just means whatever's okay whenever you that just can't that can't start you have to have like a whole discussion dana raise your hand everyone take a shot with all of this mentioned, like all the problems that like could arise from the situation, one person actually asked, is this even a thing? Like, is this really even a concept that's applicable in the real world? Yeah. And it actually is. It does say here that um, the, the creators of the subreddit for use, um, he says basically it's not as much as he'd like, but he's seeing more and more of it around um, on the web these days. And hopefully it's on the rise, but maybe uh, you just have to look really hard for it. Uh, and of course, that's kind of me paraphrasing his words well, there. It can, but be, it can be simulated. Right? It's absolutely simulated. And there's sometimes whenever like different, you know, partners will actually say, okay, from this time until this time, you know, let's establish a period of free use where I can use you in any way that I want. And they consent to that. And then that during that time, that is the rule. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to kind of shape up something like this in a simulated kind of fashion, but it doesn't seem to be something that's able to be maintained long-term. Well, cause a lot of the, uh, tropes that are involved with the erotica or the porn that's related to directly related to free use, uh, involve the rest of society. And mostly they involve like having sex in public and everyone else just ignoring it because it's standard. It's like just the thing. Yeah. Of it, course they're doing that. Yeah. Like you could be having dinner and just look over and, you know, someone's like fucking his wife on the table and it's just yeah. normal. I think so one, of the things, ignore it. one of the things I saw this week was kind of this, uh, this reversal of exhibitionism where like a guy saw a cute girl at a restaurant and just started fucking her from the back and no one at the restaurant noticed. Yeah. And like that was that was the entire excitement of the video, even to the point where there's people sitting at the table and their plates and stuff are rocking and they're trying to ignore. Like, yes. Continue their meal while ignoring that this is ruining my dinner. Like yeah, somehow they're getting away with it, which there's no possible way. Yeah. It's it's like they're like trying to still hold up a social con- contract. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm not supposed to watch this. So I'm going to pretend it isn't occurring right now. So it's like the impropriety doesn't exist. It's like exhibitionism, but without the shock value. In a way, it's, <laughs> it's more. I feel like yeah. it fits in again into dream logic in that sense of there's a self-importance to free use, and, and I think a lot of folks could fall into this trope of saying that it's toxic in a way. And I really don't think it's toxic unless you start believing it. You have to have it in the real world without simulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the idea in just fucking in public like that is that you're so great, everyone likes you, you're not doing anything wrong. This is a natural thing. It's a removal from it's just right like and wrong, kissing in the it? mall, except for you're banging well, in the middle it, of the gap with a stranger. With a stranger, it's a it's a it's a world that exists without the Puritan values that America was founded upon, where yes, people are yeah. allowed to be animals. And do you know what it reminds me exactly? Of? It seems to be part of like appeal to our basic, most basic animal nature, where it's like, oh, I can just like reach out to someone that I'm attracted to. And just, like, initiate. And there doesn't have to be any of the, you know, the barriers of being like, oh, hey, do you want to go out on a date? 
And there's there's none of the like subtle like innuendo, not even innuendo, just being like, you know, the reason I'm asking you on a date is because I find you attractive in any sense, and I want to eventually initiate it's, sexual intercourse it's, with you. It's like the guy at the bar whose pickup line is nice shoes wanna fuck. Like that's <laughs> yes. the dude's approach. That's, that's and it works sometimes. To kind of tag onto this, again, to reiterate, most of the free use stuff you'll see is fantasy. It's all it's heavily involved in porn. But being active in the kink community, I've met people who live kind of a free use lifestyle. And it tends to be situational. So if they're at a play party, it's presupposed that um, their partner or this certain list of people has consent. If they want to have sex with someone, they're free to do that. And there are varying levels of it from uh, kind of the wide open relationship where anybody can do anything that they want in the context of a certain environment or, as Dana said, a certain time period to, um, you know, people who have set schedules. I know a couple who has a set schedule every day from the time they get off work until nine o'clock. If one of them's feeling frisky, they can just go at it. And consent is pre-implied. I've also also read, by the way, that it is extremely healthy for a relationship to have scheduled sex. Like it is one of the like foundations of a healthy relationship. That's why I have a calendar. So, I mean, that's why I have an Excel spreadsheet. It mostly is just empty, but, you know. <laughs> a dance card. Every now and then the Google reminder goes off and you're like, oh, it's time. But, but oh. what's important about environments and about schedules, I'm sorry. You, you got your um in first. No, you you go for it. I, you, the, the look you gave <laughs> me on. was like, she didn't raise her hand. Okay, she shouldn't have to raise her hand. She, I know. She, she, she I, got her um in first. She gets to speak first. By Dana. pointing so out this, that you're raising your hand, I want you to just speak for yourself and not have to. I, oh, I thought it was a drinking you, game now. You don't have to give consent part. to raise your hand. Consent is pre-implied. You can oh, talk. Oh, okay. All right. In interrupt, this environment. Interrupt any of us. I'm going to talk over all you penises. Um, so this also like brings in the question, are, are there still, are you still able to maintain hard limits or soft limits within the idea of using, like participating in a free use kind of arrangement. Yeah, it yes. safe yeah. words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like any other kink. You have safe words. You have hard limits. You'll have. I mean, it's probably going to be a weird word because within the realm of free use, it's in its own way, it's kind of a form of consensual non-consent or kind of rape play, but simulated. With, yeah, simulated. Yeah. Simulated. Thank you. Um, Consensual, but consent again is pre-implied. But you still have all the safeties that you would normally have because, in any situation, as we've seen with other kinks, um, a person's comfortable. Uh, the the thing that someone is comfortable with can change very quickly. So you will have the same safe word mechanisms and everything else. And which the- is which is why I want to ask the question: Is it really free use if you still have hard limits that are respected by both parties? No, but in order to fit in within the reality and safety of sex, there has to be some give and take. And, and I think that free use is a, is a really great poster child for just the sacrifice that has to be made for other people because free use at its heart is dehumanizing. I don't mean to keep going back to the same well of metaphors, but it really does remind. Me of video games yeah. in the sense of, and, and uh, what free use reminds me of is that episode of Black Mirror mm-hmm. where the, the dude has the private server where he's uploading people and it oh, just goes yes. into his fantasy and it's just, he doesn't respect these people, he doesn't care about them, mm-hmm. they are just uploaded into his fantasy and so because they're inside of his fantasy and they're not living, breathing people, they don't matter mm-hmm. and it's not supposed to be, you know, it's not the thoughts of a sociopath, mm-hmm. it's just there are times that we are attracted to the physical of a person's body mm-hmm. and we don't want to have to deal with the emotions. Which well, reminds me of Fornophilia. That's the episode that we did on on human furniture. Yeah. And I think that a lot of this could play into that as well. Like, okay, I'm consenting for the next two hours. You can turn me into your ch- chandelier. I don't know. Okay, you were going to say something? Well, uh, at least in uh, some of the communities that I've been researching, uh, they do color code uh, free use. So, uh, you know, you're free use to a certain limit. Mm-hmm. So, like, red might be, like, free use up to anything in- involving vaginal sex. Code red. Uh, uh, green might be, you know, free use including ESM. Code green. I'm going to keep doing that. Okay. Are you just naming different types of Mountain Dew? <laughs> yes. Code Green was only released in 1996 as a tie-in of the Tomb Raider game, and but it was delicious. So that they, they color code their own names so that it's like, uh, even within the community, which uh, from what I saw is exclusively online, so it's just you know text-based, that 
even within the fantasy of the community, someone won't be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to shove it up your butt. It's like, no, that you, yeah. you see that's a virtual that, violation. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a red, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, until you get to Brown. That was just code, code Brown. Code Brown. <laughs> code Brown. Thank you. I set that one up for me. Thank yeah, you. Until you get to Brown, uh, we can't do, uh, can't do anal stuff. Uh, and then there was like, uh, like black or something that was. Is it also a belt system? Yeah. It's like karate. <laughs> yeah. There, there was, it, it was escalating. Well, it's got my green bill. <laughs> <laughs> if someone was, was listening to this episode and, and they were very unfamiliar with, 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 with sex, they would assume that free use is exclusively like a kink community and orgy thing, but there are also free use couples. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's something mm-hmm. that needs to be discussed by the table. Mm-hmm. And that was my introduction for someone else to talk about. <laughs> I th- thought you were going to lead into No, it. I got nothing to say. I just wanted to bring it up. Again, to mention the couples that I know that live this lifestyle after fashion, they help, everybody tends to have their own rule set. So it's a the free use environment or community as a whole is very generalized. Everybody has, as with any relationship, you'll have your own rule set. Um, this couple tends to be from weekdays when I get home from work to, I think it was like 10 or something. If you're down on like I'm down. And if one of somebody's feeling stressed from work and wants to fuck when they get home, they just go for it. Yeah. And, but that's within their relationship. They have other rules for parties and stuff like that, but within their relationship, it's completely open. If someone's down, um, in my personal relationship, uh, we have kind of this aspect, but it's just, you get just like normal, you would get permission first. But the idea is you don't have to go through a whole, Hey, are you in the mood? It's like, I want to fuck. And if they say yes, then you're down. If they say no, then you're, but it's that simple. So it saves you. Okay. I don't, I don't mean to like harp on the idea of being like, um, anti for use. I don't know. Like traditional kink shamey. Yeah. I don't want to be like, kink-shamey. it's not really even kink shamey. I like, I, it makes you more efficient. Yeah. Like, we both have things to do. We're both hardworking professionals. No. All right, from this time to this time, we can bang, but like. There's a surprising amount of maturity, I think, that comes from free use in the sense of a lot of problems can arise with getting emotions tied up with sex. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of beautiful things come up with getting emotions tied with sex. I, I don't think you should separate the two entirely, but I do think a lot of folks will get them too wrapped up and, mm-hmm. and it will lead to drama and it could lead to a, a sour sex life, anything like that. But um, uh, Dana raised her hand, so everyone needs point. to take a shot if you're <laughs> playing the game. But my, my point was is that free use is kind of this acknowledgement of part of the reason why you're with someone is that you want them for sex. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that might be all that you're interested in, obviously not all the time, but in a certain moment. And so it's it's bypassing some of the bullshit of human relationships, which and just and just enjoying yourself and enjoying another person. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So question Okay. This is another question that I kind of had going into this episode, but I never really found a full answer. Does that mean that there's no foreplay? Uh, It doesn't presuppose no foreplay. I mean, everybody's definition of sex is different. You could have uh, a free use couple that maybe all they do is oral and that's their free use limit, but it's still sex. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And there's, there's also the whole, to the point of it being free use there, it doesn't mean there's no foreplay, but it's also like, you can do whatever you want to me, yeah. whether that includes foreplay or not. I've given you permission. Yeah, it's a get out of jail free card, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it Which, just cuts the discussion. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So do do y'all know of any like recent cases where this has like come to light? Like, where do we even see this in pop culture? I mean, I feel like this it, pop culture is a huge problem with this, honestly, because. Just like uh, fetishes are not displayed rightly in media, sexual relationships, even heteronormative relationships are not portrayed positively in media in the sense of when was the last time we saw a couple in bed that discussed like sex before it happened? The way that sex happens in movies and television is people just start fucking. I mean, even how a lot of folks get it, their wrongful ideas of free use. Everyone is learning how to do free use from watching movies. Mm-hmm. In the real world, you have to ask questions. You have to ask permission. There's a conversation. But even yeah. if you yeah. want to take it a, a step further, like when is the last time you saw a couple in media have a legitimate, healthy argument? It doesn't happen. Right. Like they either have a perfect relationship where nothing bad ever happens, or they have an argument where just the 
people aren't communicating, and that's the whole essence of the argument. And they're screaming and like, throwing cereal bowls. Yeah, she and gets they in make a taxi up by kissing. Drives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she gets in a taxi and drives to the airport. He stands in front of the car. And yeah. people are dramatic. Right. I yeah. was wrong. That's. I mean, that's the whole point of most media is because we like seeing the dramatic. It, yeah. it entices us. But that's not how actual relationships exist. Well, and that's that's endemic of a Most. huge problem with with all of American culture, I, I think, and that is just people see people are too engrossed in media and try and reflect it in their own lives, and it's this weird blending where people try to find reality and fantasy and base their reality inside of those norms and like a three act structure. So, Tommy, is this where you're going to start talking about Star Wars? No, no. I do think we need to talk about the politics of perception because what mm-hmm. we've kind of figured out just in this short amount of time of discussing such a what I mean, I feel like free use could it's be attributed to somebody who's like very uh, immature, like, oh, this is my expectations, but to actually like set in place um, uh, a free use kind of policy in a relationship, um, I feel like requires a lot of maturity, a lot of like upkeep and a lot of communication, uh, responsible communication as as part of a a couple. It's such a general idea for saying, I'm sorry. You got, well, you know what? I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to steamroll you. I think that's a really important thing to point out is that free use as a concept is a kind of immature concept like Base concept yeah it's animalistic but to actually deal with it in the real world takes very mature healthy individuals mm-hmm. but i'm going to take that a step further and what i'm going to say is that free use is such a general term for all different kinds of sexuality that applying a rule set to it makes it better because sex should have rule sets Couples, even people hooking up, people don't talk about sex. I mean, it's just like how this podcast is so fucking weird. And it's the old idea I harp on every episode is that in American culture, we're so normalized to death and saying and killing people on a daily basis. And it's really not that weird to us. And sex absolutely terrifies us. And it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so and, taboo. And yeah. It's so taboo. We can't talk about it. People who do talk about it, they can't say what they honestly feel. I mean, that's why our podcast is listed under horror. <laughs> um, is but, it really? You know, no. Apply, no, it's listed under health. I was going to say, what? A couple that's applying for use and having rules to it, that's more discussion on sex oh, yeah. than most couples will ever have. And there, there are people who they don't practice fair use, but you know their idea is they, they approach sex, they begin with kissing, and then if they wait for the word no, and if the word no doesn't appear, they keep going, and that's their whole sex life without ever opening their mouth about it. That's kind of terrifying, that's isn't that weird? Right? I'd say that's even the majority of sex life. But it's because the our our culture has suppressed the idea of like communicating and talking about sex so much that it's like it's so weird. It's hard to talk it's... about it. No, no more talk. No, I'm no. sorry. Am I? Am I? Don't making talk. You, am I making you uncomfortable with don't my talk. sex talk? Don't talk. Only men are allowed to talk about sex. Oh, oh. baby. Yeah, I'm putting, yeah. You, I'm putting you in the penalty box. <laughs> yeah. Chris is in the penalty box I'm for five home, minutes. It's satire, Jesus. Mm. It was satire, guys. It was satire. No, it is because that's the, how society yeah. is, though. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Is this locker room talk? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think what uh, <laughs> a lot of problems. Are you actually leaving? Do we no, actually lose you? No, I'm just going to refill you. Okay. Fine. Do we want to pause? No. Oh. She's, it's right over there. Well, she's gone. <laughs> you you hadn't said anything. No, no, no. I feel I uncomfortable. No, but that is that is how society is portrayed. It's like men are allowed to, you know, talk. It's, it's, it's not even a men versus women thing. It's a men and women thing where men are allowed to talk about sex. Women are allowed to talk about sex. But they're not allowed to intermingle yeah, and talk about from sex. From a sociological perspective, that's really interesting because this, within, as with most kinks, um, if you're going to participate in them as a couple, it requires a lot of conversation. Um, I know people in open relationships who spent a year in study about what that would mean and what their boundaries are as a couple, just getting to know each other and what they're comfortable with before ever exploring a lifestyle. I feel like like especially something like this that takes that maybe even a step further um, would take a lot of conversation. When also people are worried about stigma. And and I think to to really break down what stigma is, it's the idea that if you admit to liking something or not liking something, all of a sudden you have an identity you didn't ask for. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that what I admire about free use is it's just direct. 
it's direct. This is what I want. This is what it's going to be here. Are the rules. If so, if you don't like something, say something. And a lot of people outside of that, folks won't admit what they're curious about. They won't admit what they want to try. And a lot of times we, we see this countless, this is a source of so much drama. Someone will say, Hey, do you want to try this? And they won't be honest. They'll say, sure. When they didn't want to. Right. And people are very afraid to actually get in touch with what they want for free of self-esteem repercussions. Well, even That's more than that, they're shame. afraid to even talk about why they want it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's not even a question of, do you want to do this? Well, that's, that is the question. Do you want to do this? No, it's not a question of, Hey, I want to try this. Why? Yeah. The why is almost never asked. Well, sex is a part of our subconscious. And so that's why I think it is intimidating to people because much like free use identifies this idea of, uh, of wanting to bypass a lot of social norms to just get to this like animal instinct. Sexuality is a part of our subconscious and to access its quirks and the, sorry, I just like to look at you. I just like to look at you, Chris, oh, while you. I'm addressing Chris, you. Chris, your hair does look fabulous. You look really good today. Yeah. It, it gives me you look like better an, than normal today. It gives I'm, me like an extra like three inches. Even so. better than normal. Sex is a part of our subconscious. And the, the main point there is that to address our sexual quirks, our sexual curiosities, what makes us comfortable, what makes us uncomfortable. You actually have to kind of go on a, a rainbow ride into your childhood and into your innermost fears. And that's an intimidating thing, especially if it's with another person, especially if it's in a new relationship or in a hookup or something like that. Especially if it's not something that's especially common. Like in episode two, we talked about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. So like if you are still maintaining a sort of fetish that's focused on Sonic the Hedgehog, that might be difficult to discuss with somebody because of fear of shame. Um, and so it's important, but well, it's important to bridge that gap so somebody can truly appreciate you who, for who you are. Even so, for, go ahead, sir. It, like the rarest question for sex is why? Yeah. Like, why do you want to do this? And I would say even beyond that is why do I want to do this? Right. Like sex is very rarely introspective. And go ahead. again, specifically to touch on this aspect, we've talked about free use from the concept of uh, domination, right? Dominating your partner in the sense of, this person will let me do whatever I want. But from a bottoms perspective, it can be empowering too to know that you're that wanted. So it works submissives. from multiple or yeah, submissive, sorry. It works from We a, just recorded a whole episode about uh, it, it works on a a whole nother level for people who are, are more subby. Um they're going to maybe they they're into this lifestyle because they want to know that they're desired like that. Um that's a reality for, for quite a few people I know, honestly. Because yeah, we've been mostly focusing on the the dominance perspective. Right. And that is very important to point out. When I was researching into communities that really enjoyed this, a lot of the active community, not lurkers, like people who are actually posting consistently. Are submissives. <laughs> are submissives. They at least in the very heteronormative sense. Uh, it was heavily women wanting something to be done to them. Mm -hmm. Just the, use me. Yeah. Like, basically, that's the concept is like, I just want to find a place where I can just be used and well, desired. I mean, is that what it is? I mean, I, you, can, you can put whatever you want onto them, but there's a lot of ways you can look at it. You can look at it as like, I like to please people. I'm a people pleaser mm -hmm. and making other people feel good makes me feel good. Yeah, that's yeah. what satisfies. Like that yeah. episode of Star Trek about the empath who wants to bone Kirk. Not Kirk. Sorry, Picard. Exactly. Sorry. Are you talking about Counselor Troy's mother? Is that his mother? No, uh, that was her mother. That was her mother. No, there was an she empath who like was born out of an egg or something and like want, and wanted to be with Picard and she was a gift that was being sent to like a Roman alien. And like... Anyway, Sorry. <laughs> but uh, there, there's like the other mindset of it that is just like, I like to feel good to be used. It yeah. doesn't matter if someone else is feeling good. It's just, it's about me and I like the feeling of being useful. There's a lot of ways you can look at this. 
right? Both from both perspectives. It so, doesn't have to be lizard brain. It can be emotional, right? So from somebody that's an outsider looking at this fetish, and it is considered a fetish within this particular demographic, mm-hmm. um, it's it would seem kind of like it's like only beneficial to like one group, but it really is mutually beneficial. There are people that really want to be on both sides of the coin in terms of this fetish, which I think helps us kind of boil it down a little bit to finally clarify exactly what they've said here. Uh, The key unifying element between all the different types of free use theme content is access and freedom to be used or to use. So it's important to kind of think about that in both sides of the context because they're really, I mean, even though there are different kind of ways of reaching out to a community and you see some of the, you know, more dominant sort of users, um, I guess in some places on the internet and then I guess in Chris's research, he was able to find more of the people that wanted to be used. There's there's a place for everybody. What you imagine is being the being the person who, well, there wouldn't necessarily be a sub, the person who initiates the free use and then the other partner that other partner has consented to it and it would be implied that they enjoy it they enjoy the idea that it could happen anytime and i imagine that it sometimes goes both ways free use can be initiated by either partner and i imagine there's relationships where it's one way or the other Mm -hmm. but which is also the problem of just looking at this community from the outside is that you're looking at a community that has a lot of members but you're also only looking at the active members. Yeah. So like, it's hard to determine what is the majority what is the minority. Like how, how can we see like if this is a actual balanced community between users and people that want to be used or yeah. just people that are just watching and just like getting off on just seeing people talk about it. Are there volunteers for sitting at the shaking table? <laughs> Trying to eat their dinner and just like, I'm trying to eat my spaghetti and I'm just not I mean, looking over it's, there. It's oh, always impossible. <laughs> it's impossible to put like demographic numbers on, on something like this, obviously right. enough. But hey, Dana, I want to ask you for two things. What's that? Can I have a sip of your wine? And can I have some numbers, please? <gasps> Dude, I got your numbers. Ooh. I got some digits. All right. Um. I, once again, as always, did some research on FetLife. Um, And while my first initial, like, search didn't return quite the correct numbers that I was expecting, I went ahead and, like, grouped together uh, free use into one word. In quotes? Yeah. And it brought up free use fun, which is a membership kind of group. Um, It's kind of interesting because there's... Well, I'll let you guess how many numbers. How I'm gonna. Numbers I want to assume that free use is fucking huge. No cheating. I'm not cheating. Um. Well, I think I've told pretty much everyone the free use numbers for Reddit. Right. I'm gonna guess. Oh, mention that for us. So, uh, just to make this a even playing field, the free use numbers for the subreddit, uh, the subreddit is two hundred and sixty thousand subscribers for the free use subreddit which is where we're getting a lot of this information because it is the largest community at least as far as i've seen i'm guessing it's probably larger than fat life since we still don't know the total number of subscribers <laughs> of fat life i wish we could find out 220 25k okay 225k 200 no just 25k 25000 2,500. 2,500. I don't know how many people are on FetLife. Okay. I just, I, what, what is big for we've FetLife? Been, we've been doing this game say, for like 50 episodes. I would say there's probably 55,000. Okay. On FetLife? In that community. Okay, Alan's guessing 55. You're guessing 25. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many people are on FetLife, so I'm going to okay. go with 25. All right. I'm going to go with 24,000. <laughs> the price asshole. is right rules again. No, price is right is lowest with or yeah. high, lowest without going over or highest, highest without, without going, going over. over. Closest okay. without going over. Guess what? You're all fucking wrong. Free use fun only has 123 members. Whoa! Wow, this would be much bigger. Sorry, I Alan. So have too. we not played? You've not played this game before. We've never had anything as high as what you've ever guessed. Oh. Graveyards had more. I guess I just yeah. surround. Yeah. It, I think the clo- the highest we had was like in, in the 
600? Five digits, maybe? I feel like this is maybe? such a unique thing. You really have to define it for yourself. Mm. So to participate in a group called Free Use... But, like, I, I always... There's sometimes we come across fetishes that are just, like, base elements. And this is a base element of sexual fantasy. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of folks who are going after it because it's... I don't know. It's, it's a detail. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's something that necessarily should be taboo. Yeah. And and with that, it, it more feels like a building block for other kinks than a kink itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, but I do have one more group that, like, use the term for use in their membership um, kind of group. So, uh, the San Diego free use group, anybody want to hazard a number? How many people live in San Diego? Um, a lot. How, 6 million, 12 million. How many people live in New York? Where's Alexa? It's a hundred. A hundred million people live in New York? A no, hundred. hundred people? A hundred people live in New York? <laughs> it is a big city. I no, should know I these think, things. I think it's like eight. Like eight to ten. Million. You want the population of San Diego? I'm going to guess San Diego has a population of 4.5 million. 1.4 million. 1.4 million. Okay, 1.4 million. Oh, 1.4 million. The okay, so the population. entire population of San Diego is just free use. Ah, they are some kinky kinks. I knew I liked that town. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. That's my I official guess. It's a tourist you, destination for some reason. Yeah. We love you, San Diego. I'll call you in 14 hours when I make it there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what's or your guess? Or not. Uh, so with the total population of one, one <laughs> divided by two, million, uh, I would say probably, what was the first number you said to us? The free use fund had 123 members. I was going to go with a hundred. So I'm still going to stick with that, even okay. though I feel that's very wrong. Okay. And Alan. I'd say probably based on the numbers you've been given, San Diego is probably going to be a little higher. I'd say 150. Okay. All right. Once again, y'all are all wrong. Uh, even me. Okay. All of we you. don't play Price is Right because Price is Right's bullshit. Okay. All right. The points don't matter. Um, San Diego Free Use has two members. And they're the only. <laughs> they're a couple. No, they're not even. <laughs> no, they've actually yeah. never met. They've never met. Yeah, yeah. They're both They're both subs. <laughs> they've never met. Well, I don't know what we do here. I wanna, both subs. Yeah. Okay. I want to be used for anything. I want to be used for anything. Well, damn it. What do we do? Will you use me? No, you use me first. No. Okay. Um, all right. And Pornhub, of course. I enjoyed searching Pornhub and enlightening myself with some of their incredibly academic research. But Pornhub, like, there has to be a bunch of videos with free use in the title. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Not that I would know. I heard that from a friend. <laughs> uh, a lot. That's my guess. A lot. Free use is a lot on Pornhub. Why are you making that face? A lot's not a number. You have to guess a number. I'll go first. Three. I'll go with uh, 6,000. There were nine videos on Pornhub for clown fetish, so I'm going to guess that there's probably uh, 12. And there were two for mimes. I'm, I'm, I'm abstaining. <laughs> Alan abstains. Are you sure? Well, you can't win. <laughs> I don't want to be close and then be like, oh, this guy's on Pornhub. Oh, yeah. No, there's no oh, judgment yeah. here. We no guys so ever much he knows the number of videos. <laughs> Every one of our listeners will judge you for watching well, I'm porn. I'm a contributor. What do you know? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Porn star, Mr. Alan Wrench. Oh, that's um, good. I'm, I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Alan, the tool of a wrench. Ooh. Heard you get some How's it hanging? <laughs> Straight up, man. Straight up. Heard you get some leaky plumbing. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm sorry. I got right. I mean, Allen Ranch, all you can do is fix a bicycle. If you search free use on Pornhub, you will come up with exactly 16 videos. That God means damn Oh! That was a shot in the dark. I thought there'd be a ton. I know. 16. 16, 16 specifically videos. mentioning free use. Wow. But there's like, what, 6.6 million videos on Pornhub? Mm-hmm. 6.6 sure. 6 million in one 6.6 and growing. Yeah. And I'm sure counting a little too slowly. I would guess more than half of them involve free use, the concept. Right. They just probably don't even know the term or wouldn't include that as like a thing. Well, because it's not even a fetish in those videos. It's it's just it's fantasy universe. Yeah. yeah. Fantasy reality. It's kind of like I think it's it's a classic discussion of if you could live in a fictional reality, would you live in a sitcom universe? Would you live in a porn universe? Would, what kind of universe would you want to live in? I would want to live in a universe where they filled food, film food commercials. I stole that joke. Well, this seems like kind of one of those Thank you. fetishes that 
you have to be like introspective for, or you have to realize you just have to have rules. Oh well, no, like why? Why am I into all these very specific kind of porn videos that don't even really string together? It's like, oh wait, it's because the girl is just like, let's do it whenever. I don't think that most people who are on Pornhub and their 15 minutes of browsing per day are having those introspective That's questions. Excessive. Are taking a step back and saying, why? Except what? for the regret before you close the browser. <laughs> My girlfriend's Wait, online shopping. Hold well, on. I guess I better climb I'm, under the desk. I'm pretty sure I imagine every Pornhub user as the thinker just being like, why do I want this one? So they're thinking, except like their dick is in their hand at the same time. Oh, they've got their dick in their other hand. <laughs> yeah. So they're thinking and just like... Do you have to demonstrate it? It's, it's, a, it's an audio podcast. I, I, I cannot visualize the, this. The other hand is going like a motor. Uh, Thank you. Uh, why is your dick a lightsaber? <laughs> That's uh, for a different episode. <laughs> take that reminds me of Rogue One. Let's talk about Rogue One. No. When we talk about The That's Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. I'm it's sorry. the one we talk about. We've never talked and about Rogue One. And also, it's been laid to rest. we about how awful it is. Oh, no. I'm no, sorry. we That's like Hansel. Rogue One. <laughs> That's so we cool. liked Han Solo. Han, what? Who are you? <laughs> Han Solo. Oh, that's a lovely Halloween costume. Are you Han Solo? Han Solo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dana, you are my favorite human being on the planet. Oh, you don't know. Oh, Dana. Uh, you know I what? think Dana just saw the whole perspective from Lando's perspective <laughs> uh, oh jesus <laughs> hand hand we've got the star wars pers- uh, centennial sex episode coming up we'll get to that when we get there's that. a star wars episode of, of eventually oh, yeah we'll get there <laughs> no uh yeah it's called every episode that tommy and i have ever been on which yeah, is all of them. every single episode i only am in it for the train wreck <laughs> you well, can have you. You can have your fan culture. I'm here to watch something get torn apart. Should and die. we talk about pop culture, or should we just say this is pretty prevalent? I just say, oh yeah, it's like I said earlier about the yeah. way that pop I mean, culture does, reflects society. Can anyone think of a very specific pop culture reference where they actually had this Fifty Shades of Grey? Maybe no, I didn't read because the they had a contract show. Yeah, but I mean, in in the actual practice of this, you would have some sort of agreement. So outside of the fantasy realm, something that would be considered accurate, you would have a contract and the yeah. contract states that I'm on all the time and you will not tell me no. As someone who has never seen that from an outsider's perspective, yeah, that does seem like that is what that sets I up. haven't watched it either. It's horrible. This is a good place to ask for listeners to like write in though, because I feel like if you have watched this film or films yeah, I guess tell us why we're films. stupid or like read the books please write in i have never seen any of them so i can't really weigh in but i'm curious to see what our listeners might think about this so that's like an open invitation definitely reach out to us and we'll give you the information for where to reach us at the end of the show which also brings us to shopping products did you have products this week guess what i really don't however thank you for i will say it. this is a great place i do want to plug um, one particular book that's really good at serving as a guide for, I don't know, I guess bringing up some of these concepts in your relationship. And I think that um, it'd be very, very useful to anybody who's interested in using or, or employing the use of free use in their relationships. And that is The Ethical Slut, which is a fantastic book, one that I personally hand out to friends and family all the time. I think that is a very, very useful book. Um, and frankly, anybody involved in the kink world should probably read this book. If you like the book, you'll love the audiobook because the author is like 70 or 80 at this point, And it is the funniest thing in the world to hear her say the word cock because the, she narrates her own book. Is it the old lady from the 90s? Oh, are you talking about, uh, is it Dr. Dr. Ruth? Ruth? Yes. Yeah. Is it no, Dr. it's Ruth? not her. It's Damn uh, it. She needs to be brought back. And I will second that. The Ethical From Slut the is dead? a very, very good book. She's not dead. Is she? Oh, okay. wow. If so, rest in peace. That's the ending point for the podcast. <laughs> well, I just lost some listeners. All right. Well, that said. Are we moving on to the FDI? Is the FDI yeah. applicable to this one? Right? I, I think it is. I think, I so. think it is. Because I feel like. That's uh, one to five. So, if this is your first episode, the FDI is a rating of how, like, not how dangerous a fetish is, but how much consideration and safety needs to go into it. 
And uh, I mean, one is obviously just like, I, I look at it as, as flags on the beach of whether or not you should go swimming, or mm-hmm. just how prepared you should be before you go swimming. Five means there's a hurricane, so probably don't. One means like, yeah, fucking go frolic and pick some starfish it's 70 up. degrees and breezy. Yeah. <laughs> Put on like That'd a white track suit. is only a mildly warm. It's <laughs> That'd not be like at least feet. a three because it's cold. I think with this kink, we need to make sure that we mention that this is a risk-aware consensual kink. Mm-hmm. This is something that does fall under the RAC sort of acronym. Um, you do need to be aware of what could happen when you agree to a kink like this. And also make sure that you communicate effectively with your partner or partners, whoever you're you know, participating in this with, um, explaining exactly where your soft limits and hard limits are. So I think with that in consideration, I really just want to divide this up into two separate categories as I want to do. And I want to give this a two, Mm -hmm. just in the sense of it takes an awareness of calendar, takes awareness of environment, and that needs to be respected and hyper aware. And that hyper awareness just warrants a two in the sense of that has to be respected. There's also an elevated level of like post discussion. Uh, I think that if something's a one, it doesn't necessarily need to have like a post game analysis. It should. It's encouraged. All sex should have post game analysis. But with a one, it doesn't really have to. This needs to be discussed. Right. And if something's a two, it needs to be openly discussed and thoroughly discussed. And so that's why. Uh, but I would say that uh, free use unsimulated, I, I would say that that's an odd thing, but that's a five because at its at its heart, all free use we've discussed is simulated in a way. Mm-hmm. And unsimulated free use would be just going up to random people and assuming that they're attracted to you, which is a mindset of some people because it has to be regarded. And I don't want to go into anything sex negative, mm-hmm. but we could talk about sadism, which is forcing people to do stuff against their will. But there's also the, the free use uh, way that abuse happens where people just assume they're not doing something wrong. So free use could be a mindset of someone who's going to abuse somebody because okay. they don't have the ability to communicate. Isn't it Kings of Zion or Kings of... Leon? No, that's a band. Kings of Zion. I don't know. About two years ago, they put out a thing that's like, on this day, on this night, any woman that's out, like, out walking around, basically, they're free game. Like, Gross. just attack them all That you sounds want. like the jazz killer from... No, sounds like the back purge. I don't do think know? that's representative of the kink, No, absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely no. not. But I'm just saying, like, that's a thing that actually, like, was that's an pinnacle idea toxicity. by yeah. a bunch. Yeah, by a bunch of cells. I'm going to, like, go ahead and, like, label them. Yeah. I think they're pretty much incels. Well, no, so. and I think actually, I think that the, the incel idea conjures up images of people who are sexless. Mm-hmm. I, I think that a misunderstanding, a fundamental misunderstanding of the kink, as with any kink really, but a misunderstanding of what this means could lead to abusive behavior by sexually active people. Definitely. Because a free use, when I conjure, when I conjure up images of someone abusing free use, it is a very handsome, very powerful dude who doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember this. I'm going to get a little bit political, but you have to remember this is part of the Me Too movement. A lot of those dudes were abusing their power and they knew it and they're getting off with it. There were some of those dudes who didn't think they were doing anything wrong. Right. They were right. abusing people, but they had this free use idea of they're attracted to me. I mean, well, there's, it's even more than that. They're uh, entitled to this. Yes. A lot of those dudes thought they were getting consent because they were like asking she, if well, they could. She didn't say no. Or is like, yeah. oh, she said yes, but they weren't looking at it as like, oh, wait, I'm her boss. Like, if she doesn't say yes, I put her in a position where she feels threatened. So I guess maybe I'm not giving it a five in that sense because that's wrong towards the free use community. I want to give free use a two with the caveat that this philosophy can be abused and misunderstood, which really can be applied to any fetish. And then I'm going to hand the mic off. I absolutely agree. I'm on the same exact page as Tommy. um, And I feel like um, this is one of those risk-aware consensual kinks that needs to be communicated long before ever trying it out. And that means no free use without conversation in advance. And well, no intimidation either. I feel like that's, yeah. that's always important to be said. And, and it can't be said enough is that, uh, you know, consent under intimidation or discomfort is it's not, not consent. consent. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can wear that one out until we got to replace the tires. It just needs to be said a million times. Yeah. So if we're thinking of this as a fetish and as a community, and, yeah, something to be acted upon. Yeah, it, it is a two, but... Uh, it's a two because it does bear, like Tommy said, the lowest level of communication. 
Like you have to talk about, you have to talk about it. You have to set up safe words. You have to discuss what you feel comfortable. There has to be aftercare. Aftercare. That's the word I've been trying to remember this whole damn time. A one doesn't require that really. Cause it's just kind of it's optional. Yeah. It's the only yeah. stage where it's optional. So yeah, this one at its bare minimum requires that. If I, I don't even think it, deserves to be talked about as something that exists outside of fetish because then it's just it's just people who sexually assault other people. Yeah. yeah. Unsimulated predator kind of behavior. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not fair to lump that in with this. Now I'm definitely on the same page as you guys. It's something that at its bare minimum requires a five minute conversation. Um in that in, it's different than sex. It's basically sex all the time. So it's not a one because a one is, I would just assume regular vanilla sex where it's agreed upon if there's, or masturbation where you don't need consent. Or like if someone had a fetish where they liked hats yeah. and they liked their partner wearing hats, yeah. their feet was a one. Uh, dirty talk. Yeah. Yeah. So Another. because this involves a partner, there needs to be a conversation. There needs to be consent. All the basic fetish or kink guidelines, I would say that this is a two. I think that was a good discussion, and, and you know, I, I I do think it is important to just to just recognize that this this philosophy uh, has to be recognized as fantasy, and that kind of goes with any kink. Is that if you want something, you have to recognize its constraints within social norms, and if violating those social norms is just that, it's a violation. Mm-hmm. Um, and sexuality is always going to be social, and mm-hmm. if you like something that's outside of normal sex, all you have to do is to communicate. And you can use the internet, you can have a partner, and you can discuss things. And if it's if it's a requirement to you that you have to have this in your life and your partner won't have it, then you don't bully them into it. You lose that partner if it's that important to you. I mean, it's just use the consentical game. Yeah. Yes. You, you can raise the uh, FetLife membership of the free use community to like 126. And if you're in San Diego, yeah, or uh, you, you can increase it, it by yeah, if you're hundred percent, if you're the if you're 100%. the dominant in San Diego, you probably got a pretty good chance. Um, <laughs> what if they're both dominant? With two but, people. I mean, then you just got to be a switch. I think we need to post in this community and see if we get a response. Oh, yeah, I think San we Diego. Should. I think that'd be really. Let them know cool. we made fun of them. Hey, friends. <laughs> no. Absolutely two of you. Um, if you have things to add or contribute to our discussion on this topic, um, or you have insight that you would like to offer us, we'd be more than happy to hear from you. Uh, you can always... Oh, I was just going to say, that's a great message for them, but really for anybody you know, listening. Oh, yeah. For anybody listening um, or that has you know suggestions or comments on things like this. Yeah, or corrections. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. We're available always. Um through Gmail at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter. Take it away, Chris. At kinkcastpodcast. Thank you, Chris. Also, if you really aren't too worried about your friends on Facebook, you can find us on Facebook and follow us on Facebook at kinkcastpodcast. Also, the best thing you can do for the show is tell a friend. We ain't in this for the money. We ain't in this for the fame. We just want to have fun. With all of our little kinky friends, yeah, so uh, talk about that sounds a little stuff. odd. <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not trying to fuck people out of this show. I'm here to. I'm here to be the thinker. Um, that sounds pretentious. Can we cut that? Didn't we have the nope. thinker no. earlier? Yeah, that was. Yeah, you're jerking off. While you're I was trying to do a callback, and I just felt. How gross. does that work for me? <laughs> just same. Just kidding. Just kidding. Requires tools. Anyways. All right. Special thanks to our guest, Alan Wrench. Alan Wrench. Yeah. yeah. Thank that's, you for having that's, me. That's Thank who you. you are now. You Thank did a you. fantastic job. If you guys like me, uh, let them know. I'd love to be back. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, if you listen to this show, please send us something. We love hearing from fans. We even love pe- people who are uh, curious about the show, but not committed to it yet. Yeah. Let us know how we can make it better or worse. <laughs> yeah. Or send uh, us drawings. Give us reviews on iTunes. Great. Or hate mail. We do like that too. Don't give us bad reviews on iTunes. No. Whoever gave us a three star, I'll find you. <laughs> I have Don't a certain set of threaten. skills. They might change it. They did you read their their criticism? And they wrote it? nothing. Well, we maybe they said we got a three out of five. That's not bad. That's passing, Chris. That's a sixty. <laughs> it's five stars or nothing. <laughs> yeah. You're not first. You're last. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs>
I think that we're a four-star show. Well, Going to come at you, three-star reviewer. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Um, for a with very, a special topic. very special topic. Very special one-year episode um, talking about Chris Christina Chan. Or Sada Chu. Well, Sada Sonic Chu. Chris Chan's creation. Sonic Chu. Sonic Chu. That's like Haichu, but it's blue. Bless you. It's Sonic and Chris. <laughs> and I. God damn it. Be excited. <laughs> <laughs>